right, that is Alien Weaponry, and the name of that song is Kai Tangata. I think it's pretty cute. Carmen likes it. That The group is Alien Weaponry. Uh, it's a pretty cool video. I don't know where their disposition on guns in the Bible is, but that video uh, starts out. Let's see, it says, in 1820, the great northern war chief, Hongi Hika, departed New Zealand for England. On his return, he brought with him the word of God and hundreds of muskets. That is a beautiful combination, I'll tell you. I love that combo there. And it says, things would never be the same. Well, yeah, that's what we like, the word of God and guns. That's right. Oh, yeah. Um... We had a bonus range day Saturday. I think that went really a well. A really good turnout. Yeah, I think people really enjoyed being able to come to the range day on a Saturday because normally we do those on Fridays and a lot of people can't get off. Or they, uh, it's not worth it to them to miss a day's sure, work. Sure, exactly. So uh, I think that's going to be something that we try to keep up on a semi-regular basis, maybe at least one Saturday range day every couple months uh, through our our hot months, you know, July, August, we're, we're probably doing busy. it right, so, so we can yeah. afford to do it at least one a month. So we're going to do the next one on Saturday, July 30th. If you can make it down our way, you can shoot for $80, and we'll help you as much as we can, and other competitors or other enthusiasts that are good at long-range shooting will be there to help you. Yes, but do keep in mind, this is not like one of our classes where you get lots of individual attention and stuff. I mean... You will get some individual attention, especially when it comes to zeroing your rifle, which I will take care of, and making you a trajectory chart. But after I've emailed you that chart and you fall in with the rest of the pack, you're uh, you're basically spotting you're yourself. Swimming with the sharks. You're right, swimming with the sharks. <laughs> no, no, it's not like that. <laughs> no, you're gonna get. Uh, you will get help spotting uh, some targets and stuff, but uh, you want to get adept at, at seeing your own impacts. If you can do that already and all you need is to get a good zero on your rifle and a good trajectory chart and a good place to shoot, then all range days are just for you. So just remember, uh, Saturday, July 30th, bonus range day meet at 11 o'clock a.m., Subway Sandwich Shop, Bland, Virginia. Look it up. And um, we'll head from there to the range. Um, our, we moved our August range day in match toward the end of the month since we're doing a bonus range day on July 30th. So we moved our August um, range day to August 26th, that is a Friday, and the match is on August 27th now. So I uh, hope you guys can come out, hang out, do some shooting, be a lot of fun. Yep. Everyone enjoys People it. People really enjoy it. I mean, it's nobody ever <clears throat> goes away sad or unhappy in any way. I mean, Except that one dude that tried to put himself off as a Vietnam sniper and Colonel Ron talked to him. <laughs> Uh, Colonel Ron, he helps us. He, he's a retired Army lieutenant colonel, Vietnam vet. You know, he's with us just about all the time. And, um, you know, I said, uh, Ron, that dude over there says he's, he was a sniper in Vietnam. And he, he drove his Camaro up the hill there. Yeah. And uh, I said, oh, good, I'll go talk to him. <laughs> Next thing you know, the guy's starting his car and going down yeah. the hill. Well, and, you know, it, he was one of the... Posers, it's pretty easy to spot. And let me tell you uh, some of the things to look for uh, when you're looking for stolen valor and, you know, just a poser. 
basically, when you have not even known the person's name for more than five minutes, and they're telling you how many people they've killed, and the missions they went on, and the people they lost, and this, that, and the other, and all these war stories that you don't hear somebody who has actually been through that tell, (laughs) then uh, if they're telling you that like right off the bat, you got a poser. Some tang wong. Yes, big time. I I mean, that's a, a huge indicator, and that's what he was doing. So, I, I mean, I, ugh, I I can't stand that. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of these guys, they hung out at every watering hole within 100 miles of where they live. And they sit around and they tell their drinking buddies what they did in Vietnam. <laughs> and <clears throat> and w- anyone knows, the less someone did in Vietnam, the more they talk about it. That's right. And, uh, and that goes for any conflict, any war. I uh, think so, yeah. You know, I, I remember uh, my great-grandfather, Forrest, uh, who I named after. Yeah. Um, he didn't talk about the war much, but he did fly 35 missions in B-17. And... Uh, was a helicopter. Yes. It, I mean, that just must have been amazing. But he was shot down twice. And uh, parachuted to safety. Yes, he survived both times. Behind enemy lines. Behind him, well, actually, the the pilot didn't survive because he got him yeah. to friendly lines just in time before the plane hit the ground. And uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to get out in time for a shoot to open. His name was Ludwig, Captain yeah. Ludwig. And uh, <coughs> he's buried over there in Europe. But anyway, what I was getting <coughs> to is when you would hear him tell a war story, which was extremely rare. Like, very rare. Everybody would just get quiet and lean in because you knew you were about to yeah. hear something good that actually happened. He didn't right. talk about it all the time. Extremely, no. maybe once a year he would open up about a little snippet of something that he remembered or saw or did. So he was a uh, navigator and he, he was a top turret gunner. Yes. So the top turret gunner, you stand up and you're in this swiveling um, little pod and you just yeah. shoot in all directions. And I asked him, did you ever shoot down any German fighters? And he said, I don't know. I said, you don't know? And he said, well... We was I, all shooting at them. We was them. all shooting. Everybody was shooting <laughs> at them. Every now and then wanted to go down. It could have been me. Maybe not. <laughs> but now a poser would have said, oh, yeah. I got them sights dead on that crowd. I rattled down and I watched it. I wiped a smile right off his face. Yeah. Nah, those guys are liars. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I mean, he was the real deal and he's with Christ now. Praise God for that. Uh, We did have a question about powder scale options, and and I said get an RCVS 1010. I I dated myself with that because they haven't made that one. Fossil. Well, I am. Uh, That one went out of production in 2015 or 16, and the replacement is the RCVS M as in music. Yes, M1000. M1000. And I have one, and I bought that. Probably pretty soon after they came out, because that, that seems about the era that I got it. It yeah. was 2016, somewhere in there. And uh, I've been very pleased with that scale. Uh, since I've, I've had that scale, I have purchased an auto trickler because I do so much reloading, or at least used to. I'm going to get back into it one day, you know, full speed ahead. But anyway, I did so much reloading, I, I could justify getting one of the auto trickler uh, units. I got the V3. And. Uh, Amazing, amazing unit. I, I think they really hit it out of the park with that super accurate scale. It's the AMD FX120i, which is a lab grade scale. If you buy the scale just by itself, it's like $550. So, I mean, you know you're getting something good. 
But uh, anyway... So the entire unit, the auto trick, was like a grand or something? It's like 1100 when I got it, but it, it was well worth it. I mean, it, it'll last a lifetime. I mean, it's very well made. But, but what you're gaining is time yes, with that. Yes, you're not gaining accuracy, and that's what I was getting back to, is I thought I would gain accuracy with it. Not that I needed to, because I was satisfied with the M1000's accuracy. It would just take me to get a shot way down to a 30th of a grain, just absolute dead nut precision... You know, I, it would take me 30 seconds, sometimes a little longer, um, to to get that charge perfectly squared away. And the way I would do that is I would have a uh, little RCBS powder trickler uh, sitting right behind the pan after I put the pan into the cradle of the yeah, of the beam scale. And I would actually take a little <laughs> pair of tweezers and I would just kind of tap on the nozzle of the uh, the trickler, and it would just get, cause just enough vibration for it to. Tick, 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 Dump. one kernel at a time, and then I would get it right to where I wanted, and uh, and it produced very, very good ammo. That's a little anal. It, it is. You don't you don't need to do that. You definitely don't. But it gives me peace of mind when I load my ammo that way. When I when I miss a target, I need to know that it was me. It wasn't my gun. It wasn't the barrel. It wasn't the ammo. It wasn't the bullet. It wasn't anything like that. It was me. It was a bad wind call. Uh, or something like that, or I didn't get stable enough on that particular um, obstacle. Whether it be a bad wind call. Well, it's been known to happen. Last year, I did make a bad wind call. Once. One time. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you were yeah. distracted, right? <laughs> no, but anyway, let me finish with the uh, the M1000's accuracy. I did test it against the auto trickler, and I was astounded when I would uh, load it just like I had been on the M1000. The auto trickler would give the exact amount. So, I mean, so what's your M1000 cost? About 140, 50 bucks. When I bought it, it was right at 100, but it may have been on sale on Midway. I know that everything's gone up, so it wouldn't be surprised to see their 140 now or, or more. But I, I think when I bought it, it was like right at 100 bucks. Uh, I'm seeing 160. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, they've gone yeah, up a lot. Um, but it, it's a worthwhile scale to have, especially um, if you're really concerned about precision powder charges. You know, I definitely would stick to a beam scale and not an electronic scale unless it is a high dollar, fancy lab grade electronic scale like that AMD FX120i is. Uh, the RCBS electric scales, they work okay. You can load good ammo on them, but I've caught them in several lies. I mean, sometimes it'll tell you that the charge is 41.6 when it's actually 41.4 or 41.8. I mean, it'll get you in the ballpark, and you can load good ammo with them, but uh, that's really not <coughs> what you want. And uh, with, uh, with the understanding that the majority of our listeners aren't even long-range shooters, let alone hand loaders. We don't want to dwell here too much. However, a lot of you guys are. <clears throat> now, let me point out, go to ocwreloading.com. OCW is an optimal charge weight reloading.com. If you use my load development system, you can be off two-tenths high, two-tenths low. You're still good to go. Right. You it's going to work. you got to get deep in the node, and once you've yeah. found that node, you can afford... To, to get a little sloppy on the powder charges and not see that show up down range. And I know some people would look at us when we say that like we have two heads, but that is the truth. I mean, you would think that a couple tenths of a grain of powder would, would impact your velocity, but if you're deep within a note, it actually doesn't. No, it isn't that. It's just kind of like driving on a wider highway. Yeah. The ditches are further apart. Yeah, you're still that's cruising. a good, good you're way still to cruise. <clears throat> but, um, so Fitzpatrick's going to send us 
a piece of AR-500 toast. That is going to be awesome. So we get to pierce the toast stage. The, the, the pierce the toast stage. The last range day he came, he, he brought, <laughs> he like, brought <laughs> real toast. <laughs> he said the toast to put out there. And he said, let's pierce the toast. <laughs> let's pierce the toast. And uh, he did. He was the one that finally got it because I laid him in a stack. And he smoked them. So here's what I want to throw in here as far as current affairs. <clears throat> now some of you will have heard of the 10-year-old girl from Ohio who got raped and was forced to go to Indiana to have the child aborted. So apparently this 10-year-old was able to conceive a child according to this narrative here. I, I mean... I no, it, it has happened. It has happened. And uh, the interesting part here was for over a week all of these pro-abortion um, people they're like well look what had to happen here look at this horrible thing that had to happen she was forced to go across state lines because Ohio had made abortion illegal okay two things Ohio still has a provision for emergency uh, unique circumstance abortion this would have qualified she could have gotten it there but it didn't have the newsworthiness it didn't you know didn't draw all the attention <clears throat> after several days someone finally had the presence of mind to ask the question where's this person who raped this child why have not charges been filed the so-called doctor the abortion doctor in, in uh, Indiana did not report to the authorities that I have here in my care a 10 year old girl who has conceived a child due to rape that should have been reported right she didn't do it her name's Caitlin something or other <clears throat> and um, so I think the the liberal media really realized doggone have we ever stepped in it now yeah. we are supposed to have you know how can we where, where do we go from here Teddy <clears throat> so um, enter the illegal alien <laughs> what can we do well, you we can't just say it was anybody because somebody will know whoever it was we say. we got to make it somebody that nobody can check up on. Nobody can check up on an illegal alien. What do they call him? Uh, <clears throat> Gerson Fuentes. Uh, he's from Guatemala. And according to this story, uh, Indianapolis Star said he'd been working in a local restaurant in Ohio for seven years. Okay, so he's an illegal alien. He's working for seven years. <clears throat> and this uh, Caitlin Bernard, this abortion doctor, <clears throat> um, said that um, this this was uh, a necessary process that had to be handled because of Ohio's law would not permit it. But Ohio's law would permit it. It does have the heart. What they law. needed is a is a football. <clears throat> they they needed a political football to to play with, and so they they dragged this up. And say, oh no! Look at what's happening. Roe's been reversed. We can't kill our children anymore. And uh, that is what they did. But now they did find a, a, an actor here. I'll just call him an actor because I think this whole thing stinks to high heaven. It's it's ten times more quote convenient than it even needed to be. <clears throat> Way too convenient. Timing wise so, and everything. So they probably just flashed a few hundred dollar bills in front of this dude and said, look. You know, you're going to play this game for us. It's going to look like you get hauled off to prison. Uh, and, you know, we're going to give you this much money to keep your mouth shut. And if we find out you talk after the fact... You're going to get deported. 
or worse. Yeah. <laughs> Deported to the nearest storm drain. Yeah. You know, so that's what has happened. This is no way in hell that they waited coming upon two weeks to even start talking about who apparently raped this person, this young lady. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, I mean, and the story I'm reading off of PJ Media says, well, the man is behind bars, thankfully. Now, yeah, you guys are buying it too. You got a hook in your jaw. You know, like a big old large mouth bass, a daggone jitterbug, both treble hooks, you know. Oh, thankfully he's in jail. Bull. This was a lie. And, you know. Well, it's the same. you got to look at it this way. When the Dems want to push gun control, there's a bunch of school shootings. Without failing, mm-hmm. anytime there's a session coming up or something where they can get gun control in... They always provoke a mass shooting or, or, or do it themselves. I mean, I think a lot of times they, they send agents in to, uh, to shoot up a school and then pin it on somebody That's that nobody knows. <clears throat> who may not even exist. Exactly. I, I think that Adam Lanza character for the Sandy Hook uh, hoax, I don't even know if that dude existed. No, he didn't. Nobody knew like him. Freaking Ike off of South Park. Yeah, I mean, it like, like half of one person's head on top. I mean, in, in another hallmark of a fake school shooting or shooting in general, is when they only have one or two pictures of the perpetrator, and mm-hmm. they're stupid, screwed-up pictures that you can't even hardly see the person's face, like that stupid Stephen Paddock character that supposedly shot up to Las Vegas, yeah. um, you know, thing. <laughs> and, and it was like, no. Oh, he has a he has a Filipino girlfriend. He's, he was going back to the Philippines. Yeah, I, I mean, when you, you're going to lie to me and tell me that in a, in a casino... With all the cameras that they have, this yeah, is the only you don't screwed get, up picture. You don't get that within a hundred yards of any of those casinos. <laughs> you you're still in the parking lot. You're on forty cameras, right? You know, it's like they have this stupid picture of him at a bar with like, both eyes closed, looking dirt, up. Dirt, dirt, dirt. And, and then, what's that? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's it's a bunch of bull, and I think people need to need to grasp it. And it, it's because this whole abortion thing that they're trying to stir up now, all the hatred over that. Too convenient. It is. Equipment update. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I guess some of you are going to own these. Now, let me say this. If you own one and it is serving you well, you, you've probably got a good one. You probably don't need to do anything about it. Bad ones break almost right <clears throat> out of the box. If it's a bad one, it's bad from the get-go. And this is the... Gen 2 PST. Gen 2 PST Vortex. And now the Gen 1 PST... It was equally as bad. As uh, it might have been a little worse. I don't know. I mean, because but a good Gen One PST, if it's functioning, they they're fine. Yeah, we still see them rolling around in the classes. Ninety percent of them are fine. I I would say, yeah, I'm 90 percent of them are okay. Uh, I I think that the reliability of them is about equal with the Gen One and Gen Two, and I'll simply say that because I know that we've seen like thirty of the Gen Ones foul up in one way or another, but the Gen Two hasn't been out that long, and we've already seen like ten. So, I mean, give it another just, couple. Uh, the lens coating's coming off on the inside. And, and also catastrophic failures. I'm not talking about... Well, this is the other day. What happened to it? Basically, the turret locked up to where it would only dial a grand total of 2.8 mils up and down. Like, that was it. 
I, I mean, the, the clicking mechanism is what failed because if you know anything about those scopes, the way you set the zero stop on them is first thing you do <coughs> is you get all the clicks out of the system. You turn it clockwise all the way till it stops. And generally, I like to come up two or three clicks from there to give yourself a little wiggle room. But uh, once you've done that, then you loosen the three screws for the outer turret. You pop it off, and then you've got an inner turret that also has three screws. You loosen those so that the mechanism will not click. But when you turn that turret, it will still dial the reticle up and down. So you get the rifle zeroed like that with that inner turret with those three screws loose. And then when you tighten those inner three screws and you put the turret, the outer turret back on, index to zero, your zero stop is set. So I am fully aware of how to deal with those scopes. I have dealt with probably over 100 of them now. And, well, uh, that, the design of that zero stop is, is what you see happen when... Uh, Poorly trained engineers set about to get around existing patents. Yes. That's Poorly it. trained and engineers decide, we're going to get around these existing patents. Well, how are we going to do that? Well, uh, I'm going to show you some Rube Goldberg yeah, cartoons here. Ba basically, <coughs> that's what, uh, what we're dealing with. But, uh, but anyway, it, the clicking mechanism was locked up like Fort Knox. And I did even try to force it because, because I was just basically thinking, okay... Our client's here. This is what he's brought. We do have backup scopes if something goes wrong, which that was something that wasn't going to get into the class. Put an FA on there. Yes. And, and they don't break. They don't. But, but anyway, I, I decided, okay, maybe there's just a super tight spot here that we need to get past. And I tried to, you know, both ways. For, you know, it didn't break. Just uh, didn't do it, didn't it, it just didn't go. I mean, it was locked up like Fort Knox. I don't so know he was able to finish the class with one of our scopes. And yes. That's, you know, and my we, advice to him was... Go ahead and send this back to Vortex. They do have a great warranty. They're going to replace it for you. They'll get it back to you quickly. And uh, if you have the box and paperwork and everything, go ahead and box it back up and put it as new because from Vortex it will be new. Uh, if they address the issue and fix everything like they should, you'll have a brand new scope. And they may just, just flat replace it. If, if A lot of times it's cheaper for them to just go ahead and put you well, in the scope Well, they probably will. You yeah, know, just straight up replace it. Right. You can... Sell it as new. Put it on eBay. But you know the best warranty is the one you never need to use. Night Force has the best warranty because you don't have to use that one. There you go. And so here you go. <laughs> it's like, oh, such a great warranty the scope company has. Sure. Okay. What if you're? What, what if we just transfer that to a car race? All right. I'm ripping around the track. I, I'm making good time. I'm leading the pack. I got a wheel coming loose. What the heck? Oh, I've only got two lug nuts on this thing. Ah, oh, I have a fantastic pit crew, though. They will fix this for me. I'm going to pull in there, and they're going to turn it around, and I'm going to give them a high five on my way out to the end of the pack. Yeah, and then I'm going to leave a review online that says, Awesome customer service. They're just the best. Well, you just got your tail beat by somebody who didn't have a problem in the first place. <laughs> yep, that's how that works. So, so yes. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Okay, <laughs> listen to this. The Attorney General of Missouri, uh, his name is Eric Schmidt. So the FBI comes along and says, uh, we need to audit the concealed carry permit holders in the state of Missouri. And Attorney General Schmidt says, the hell you will. Yeah. You get none of this information. Thank You're goodness. not entitled to it. It's got nothing to do with you. You do not have the authority to have it. So they are madder and hornets pounding sand. They can't do anything. <laughs> you know, so states do need to continue to stand up. Here's something else. Hawaii. State Attorney General. Uh, he has said, well, 
in view of the recent Supreme Court rulings, we need to go on and start issuing concealed carry permits so that we don't get sued because there's all that there's right. this tidal wave of uh, litigants who are going to come after us. The groundwork has been laid for mm -hmm. massive lawsuits that are going to be extremely and just, just to, to clarify something, you shouldn't need a stupid permit in the oh, first goodness, place. No. The Second Amendment should permit. That's right. You know the fact that you're alive and well and be, you know human being is your is your permit. You know, the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution simply says we're not going to infringe on this basic human right, unlike other places that do in right. the world. Yeah. And so New York is, they're getting buried in lawsuits right now. As they should. They are so mad. They, you know, and that's great. They should be. Because all they want to do is, is infringe and deprive law-abiding citizens of their right. And while at the same time, they don't care about the thugs, the gangbangers, the drug dealers, the mafiosos, I don't care about any of that. They can just have what they want, but God forbid, you know, a, a fellow trying to protect his uh, family right. uh, gets a gun. Oh, no, you can't do that because they get mad. And they will sue. The, the, a lot of these liberal states, uh, New Jersey, New York, attorney general, I'm sorry, the, 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 the district attorneys locally, they will... They will drag someone who used a gun justifiably to defend themselves against otherwise having been murdered. They'll drag that person into court. Yeah. And uh, and just make their life hell. I mean, there was a, a young lady who was traveling through New Jersey. I don't know what state she was from. But they, the state police there stopped her, young black gal, actually, and decided that... Uh, they needed to search her car. And she said, I don't have anything to hide. And she let them. Don't ever let them search your car. Don't. They don't have the right to do it, and there's no need for them to do it. No. But if you give them permission, they can do it. So they found 122 shell. Ooh. The end of the world. Ooh, 122 shell. It's going to nuke the whole state. They put her in prison. Oh, my Did goodness. you hear about this? I did. It's sick. And the, the uh, officers that did that need to be well, they should have, they not Actually, they should have taken that twenty-two shell and put it between the eyes of the individual who headed that investigation. You well, the, the officers that were complying with, with an unconstitutional search and a blow-up over a twenty-two long rifle do not need to be on the force. I have literally zero respect for them. I don't care about their lives. I don't care about them personally. They're not part of the thin I, blue line. They're not. And, and you know, to, and the to people, me, they are literally no better and no worse than MS-13. They're their own version of a gang. And, and the true cops, the true police patriots out there who really are making up that thin blue line. They know who these bastards are. They don't like them. Yeah. And you need to know who the good cops are because they'll tell you who the bad ones are. But, you know, things uh, are looking up in the uh, wake of that um, um, recent Supreme Court case, Bruin. I guess he was the one that brought the case on behalf of New York pistol and rifle. Um, and it went in the favor a pro-Second Amendment, and a lot of these liberal states are just, you know, stomping holes in the ground, but uh, it's good to see, to be honest with you, it's good to see. All right, you um, are talking about this compact 
308. Yeah, it's something I've been wanting to do for a while, and now that I have a lathe and I finally have power at my shop, that picture. <laughs> it is pretty cool. It took a lot longer than I had hoped, but um, I, I would say by the end of the year I'll be cranking with my lathe and um, start out making some rifles for myself uh, while I'm waiting on the FFL. And uh, and then I'll I'll start taking work after I'm licensed to do so, which is unconstitutional, by the way, and it sucks. And so they does the ATF. They're a bunch of retards. You know what they are? Gays. They're Fifty Shades of Gay. Yeah. Y'all seen that movie, Fifty Shades of Gray? I don't think that was a movie. Was it a book? I, I think it was. But I heard a bunch of liberals saying it was good. Yeah, they were a bunch of worldly liberals. Who, like you know, women who cheat on their husbands, men who cheat on their wives. Yeah. Thought it. Was good but it's 50 shades of gay that's basically what it is but uh, at the moment for whatever reason i have decided to be law abiding when it comes to my firearm transactions there may come a day soon if they make me a felon for owning something that i already legally own uh then all bets are off i'm going to do whatever the hell i want because i'm sure as heck not going to turn anything in so uh but we, we're not there yet and i think we will get there soon god willing and uh, and I do say God willing, and so many people say, "Oh, God forbid!" And it's like I don't mean to sound like a warmonger here, and I'm not. I realize how ugly it would be, uh, or at least I think I do. But uh, and I try to mentally prepare myself for that as as well. Everybody else listening to this podcast should. Uh, but um, but anyway, back to the 308 compact. Yes. You've got a one of those. I see. I don't go for these fancy schmancy stocks. You know, it's a. This is an AIAX. It's a, I think, a pre. It's a limey stock. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. I Come mean, over about in the lorry. <laughs> it's a. This is the chassis that was on the first custom gun that I ever shot, and I really shot well with it. So it does have a little bit of sentimental value to it. I was able to buy it from um, from Mark Williams, Raven Rifles. Um, he he still had it when he was actually giving me some some lessons in gunsmithing. And um, he he had it, and I was able to purchase it from him, and I'm happy to have it. But uh, but anyway, the uh, the gun is going to be a Remington 700 action. That's been trued. Everything's been slicked up. It's super nice, blueprinted, whole nine yards. Do you have this already? Yes. That's pretty cute. I and, know that. And uh, that's actually one of the things that uh, that he did to the to the action while I was over there watching. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, but anyway, it's going to have a Douglas 9-twist barrel, 16-inch. This is a, a Douglas. It's pretty. Essentially, it's a Douglas number 9 and 16-inch uh, barrel. So it's what if the ATF shows up with a short ruler? <laughs> well, they can... Uh, yeah, that'd be a long ruler. Well, I, I, I'm not going to say on the podcast what would happen then, but uh, I think... They you, won't come. They they're such would. nice guys. Yeah, they're just the best. The ATF they are. Just, they're the best. You just need some good cupcakes to... Cause, come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's Nice cocaine cupcakes. They'd probably eat them right up. Mm. Like Drug-using bastards. <laughs> 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 Actually, I believe a lot of them are really just... They did. They got into it not really looking at the constitutionality of it all. It needed and to now it's their job, and they're going, Oh, hell, what do I do now? Just doing my job, sir. Yeah, see, you got to watch out for those, because those people that say stuff like that are vermin. Well, that you know where that phrase was uttered the most. Not the German. Nuremberg trials. Yeah. Actually, and they were like, "Just do, I was just doing my job." 
Yeah. So you should have had a. Cl- you should have had. Oh, a well, well, excuse me. You were just doing your job. You're free to go. Uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> How could I have been such a fool? Yeah. You, you were, were just, just doing, doing your what job. Hitler told you. Yeah. I, I mean, guess what? I, I mean, you're free to go. No, that's not how it works, folks. But back to the 308 concept rifle. It'll have a, a Douglas number nine, nine twist, 16 inch barrel. Uh, it's on an AIAX folding chassis. Uh, Remington 700 action. It's going to have a loophole M3. Uh, I believe that's a two and a half to ten. And it's a three and a half. Three and a half to ten. Because it's a bit old school. It's a triple. You know, and it's pretty cute. It is nice. It's got one MOA per click, which for a rifle like this, what I'm going to use it for, that is just fine. Uh, It'll run 55 MOA. One revolution. Mm -hmm. And uh, And it does have a mill radical. Very clear scope. And if you have anybody that's working, you know, cleaning their um, dirt out from under their French manicure with their ADC pocket knife, Terry, mill radical and MOA turrets... (laughs) He pierced the toast. <laughs> oh my goodness, he pierced the toast. Uh, look it. I don't you know. If you, if you want to call yourself a rifleman, you better damn well know both systems so well. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you're a mechanic, you're going to have SAE and metric tools. Yes. Well, I don't want any, I don't want any standard wrenches in here. I'm all metric, Terry. You know, um, it depends on what kind of cars you're working on. Right. Look, if you want to work on them all, you need to you, know both systems. You need systems. to know both systems. And once you do know both systems, you can transpose them faster than somebody with French manicure can punch the buttons on their Kestrel. That's meter. right. You can do it faster. Well, on their gay Kestrel. Let me not Home technical. But, uh, but anyway, so I think it's going to be a nice rifle. Tuesday is a gay. Uh, the... The bullets I'm going to shoot in it are 225 ELDs primarily. And yes, they will mag feed. I get people say, oh, you're never going to get those mag feed. Yeah, I've already done it. It's it's not a problem. You do have to seat the bullets pretty doggone deep. I mean, pretty much the O-Jive is right at the case mouth. And uh, you also, if you're using AI mags, you got to remove the binder plates, and you got to seat them as long as you can to achieve that. But uh, you can do it in such a way that they will function flawlessly. I've done it. And uh, one of the most accurate rifles I ever had probably shouldn't have sold it. Sold it to Bob. He's probably not listening. But Kowalski. Uh, yeah, Bob, Bob. Kowalski. He uh, he talked me out of it. I got a fair price for it, but um, oh, you did. Yeah, you got yeah, a fair he, price. you got more fair price. No. He wanted that thing. Yeah, he he wanted it. And that's it. the pick. That's the <laughs> rifle. That when you look at our website, that's the header pick. <laughs> yeah, because it was badass. Kowalski's got that rifle. And, uh, that's why he wanted it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably. I think he yeah. said this thing's got gravity toss. And it, it, it does, and it's a super accurate rifle with those 225 ELDs. Uh, don't quote me on this because I got to look at my notes because it's been a couple years since I've loaded this. But uh, I believe it was 40 grains of Varget in Lapua brass with a 225, and it was a steppy load. I was using Magnum primers. Uh, in the future, I'll probably use small rifle primer brass for that load. But uh, but anyway, one hole at 100, and it was only going 2,300 feet a second. And people are going, oh, whoa, that's so slow, that's so slow. And uh, I keep telling them it makes it to 1,000 yards at the exact same time that your Creedmoor shooting 140s makes it to 1,000 yards. And it's doing that because well, it doesn't show velocity that exactly. quickly. Now, you do shoot a rainbow trajectory. But, but that's not that's not a problem because you can compensate. It's not a problem for a pro, but it is for a novice. That can be, be true, yeah. but, but the wind drift, I, sh- I should add, is identical to a Creedmoor. Uh, 
basically that 225 ELD at 2300 feet per second, Windrick is identical to a Creedmoor. Well, you were projecting 2150 feet per second with a 16 inch barrel. Yes. By the way, I would call it the 1616. The 16 and 116. That, you know, that one extra 16th is, is, is so that Mr. ATF can keep his two inch wiener in his daggone drawer. <laughs> he can just keep the zipper up. We've got a 16th there, the 1616 hey, ATF special. Yeah, probably a good idea. The 1616, I think it sounds good. All right, so you show 600 yards in our, our uh, typical atmospherics, uh, a 6 mil drop. You know, I'm, a lot of 308s will drop 5 mils. Sure. However... Your Creedmoors will do 3.5 mils. Yeah. And you're only drifting 0.5, half a mil. Now at 1,000 yards, you've got a 13 mil drop, 44.5 MOA. Um, uh, drifting 0.9 mils. Foot pounds though, 880. Pounds, 883 nice. on, on this latest, latest chart. Like a point blank 44 magma. Uh, that would be correct, and that is quite a bit more than than your subcalibers. And we're not against subcalibers. No, I, I we're I, probably going to shoot a 243 in Georgia coming up. Yes. Yeah, so when I shoot the Guardian in November with Jason Klein. <clears throat> Uh, if he ever gets his butt in gear and gets with, up here and starts shooting, with the climb, Jason, man. he's got he's got lots of uh, extracurriculars. Yeah, I guess he does. I mean Dollywood and all that. Yeah, I mean he's got all these vacations. I can't. And camping I, he, I'm a, he's gonna like family. Next thing you're gonna see is a picture of Jason, you know, hugged up to Dolly. Look at this autograph, a selfie, and all this. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, you know, he, I would do that. Too, he though. really needs to get his priorities in order. I mean, he'll probably be listening to this and get pissed at me. Or no, he won't. He's, he's, he's got to get his priorities in order. You know, shooting comes first, family and everything else comes like second, third, fourth, fifth, <laughs> and down the line like that. I mean, get your priorities in order. He'll be around, no worries. The Klein man always delivers, especially if it has to do with good barbecue. Oh, man, he's good at that. Um, interestingly, that bullet, that 225 ELD, uh, at the launch velocity U, uh, projected, uh, which is doable. Easily. I, I did it. Subsonic. It goes subsonic at 1420. 1420 yards. So it stays supersonic. So, you and know, that's at our atmosphere, it's 2800 feet. I realize if you're at sea level, that number is going to go to like 1200. But uh, that's still pretty good for a 308 that's that short. I mean, uh, basically the whole rig, uh, I didn't check the overall length now, but it's it's short. I mean, just imagine a 16 inch barrel stock, dropping in a backpack. Yeah, I mean, it's. And that's the whole idea. Right. Fold the stock, drop it in the backpack. You got the M3 Mark IV loophole scope, which is tougher than nails. Exactly. And it's light, too. I also yeah. wanted to save weight on this gun, even though it does have a bull barrel. I mean, uh, I think the, the entire weight of the package is going to be. With bipod and all, about 13 and a half pounds from what I've looked. It's a little, little chunky, but it needs to be because you're not going to put a muzzle brake on it. No, I, I wouldn't call 13 and a half pounds chunky because I'm used to shooting competition rifles that weigh 24 pounds. So to me, it's going to be like a feather. Uh, you know, to some people it might not be, but uh, to me, it's going to be pretty light. But um, but no, I, I think that that's going to be an interesting gun. And, and to be honest, I think the the practical effective range of that's going to be a thousand yards and then yes it will go further obviously those bullets transition beautifully through the subsonic region or transonic region so the bruce it, the bruce sonic, the bruce zone the bruce zone but uh you know i, I think realistically eight hundred thousand yards 
uh, somewhere in that region is going to be where you want to kind of limit it. So speaking of the Bruce zone, I was on word of mouth earlier. Oh boy. And and this tranny. Oh yeah, the resident tranny of Whitville is complaining about the <laughs> nail salon. Like I showed up early, so I get my appointment in there. I had to prove how gay I was. Gotta be there 45 minutes early. And mad, just going on a rant that couldn't get his nails did. It's nails did, I love it. This ain't cool. <laughs> I don't know, you kind of got to wonder, I mean, because most of these folks are Vietnamese. Yeah. And they ain't, about, they ain't about going along with your fantasies. You know, most other cultures ain't buying this crap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I mean, that must be pretty uncomfortable. But... I would think. So, uh, counselor... Andrew, the counselor asks about binoculars. He's won something in about the seven power range, maybe no more than eight. <clears throat> um, you know the Toric, the Tract, I should say, Tract, T-R-A-C-T, I gave him that link. And they, they've got shot glass in those, and they're pretty cool. They seem to be very, very good um, optics. Uh, also, the Athlon binoculars... That's what I told him as yes. well. Don't overlook the Athlon stuff. It is... Those little cheap neos. They're pretty darn good. Well, we had we had a pair until somebody swiped them. You know, and Trent, you know who you are. You know who you are. Yeah, uh, Trent um, at Athlon said he's going to give us some more. I don't know. We ain't seen them yet. Yeah. I think Trent's you know he, he's spoofing us. I don't know. I think he's he's just a very busy man. I think uh, he said we're. First on the list, or one of the first people on the no, list. No, he's at first. Oh, when wow. these new Cronus Gen 2, the flagship spotting scopes come out, he's sending this one. And, and their Gen 1 Cronus spotter is phenomenal. I mean, it's amazing. Crazy good. And so and I, I'm looking forward to see what they've done. Well, like Fitzpatrick sending us these, uh, this tool that makes uh, metal bands for CV boots on cars. Uh -huh. And he says, you can fix that mount. With these. You can use as many of them as you want. Wow. As many as you choose. <laughs> and uh, we'll fix that, Rascal, unless unless Athlon wants it back. I, mean, we'll I don't think they're going to want it back. It's it's beat pretty good. And it, we use it every day. But well, that scope's wait, a legend. Let me, let me rephrase this. I use it every day. You do. And I'm a little bit rough on equipment. Anybody who knows <laughs> You think? Anybody who knows I'm, me. I got home one day with the truck, and you and Colonel Ron went off to eat. I looked in the bed of the truck, and that scope's laying there in the cup. I mean, it had been raining. Hey, I, I mean, I have my shortcomings. There is one or two of those. It didn't hurt it. Yeah. It's just super tough. I just They discontinued it. And Sometimes at the end of the day, I am just shot. Pun intended. And, uh, yeah, so sometimes things don't get put away properly. Sometimes things get dropped. Sometimes scope covers don't get put back on. And They never get put well, back on. Well, you may have a point there. That's right. Uh, I feel so, attacked. Counselor Andrew, I would, uh, if you don't want to spend the money, and I'm not saying you need to, if you don't want to spend the money on any of those tracked binoculars, uh, look at the uh, the Athlon. They're the Midas, the they're they're around four hundred and something a, a set. Yes. You know, so those are very very good. Even the little cheap neos were just I'll really you, clear. I, I was pretty impressed at the price point. I mean, for our cost on them was like sixty five dollars or something, and the yeah. normal cost on them is like a hundred and ten or something. Yeah, I, we I don't know what they are now. They sent them out here just to demo them, and we demoed them all right for a while. Right until somebody, somebody swiped them. Swiped them. You know who you are. You do know who you are. All right.
right. So yes, that uh, short barrel uh, 308 purpose purpose built 308. That should be pretty interesting, I think. And we gave you you did a you ran the uh, 208 grain Hornady bullet. I did also run that because a lot of people. And if you're wondering why we're giving Steve Hornady a pass here, because those are some badass bullets. They are. I mean, his and they 30, don't blow up. His 30 cal bullets don't blow up. You know, he's working on trying to make them blow up. Yeah. But he hasn't been able to get him to do it yet. Um, he's trying to cheap out on the copper like he has on see, all the other bullets. He's all about blowing, that dude is, because he's a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, ain't no doubt. Um, he's a public figure. Yeah. And that way, you know why? It, we don't get sued. We can't be sued well, when you lampoon a, a public, public figure. figure. <laughs> I done checked with one of my lawyer buddies about that. Yep. Or there's less chance of us getting Yeah, there's less chance, but, you know, we won't show up anyway, so it doesn't matter if we get sued or not. Why should we show up, of course, your penny on any little case? Yeah. Um, so a 208 at 2300, I think doable because you had them near 2500 in the long barrel. Yeah, in the long barrel, um, actually, in that, in that uh, 30 inch barrel that I had on the, uh, the rifle that uh, Jason has now that I sold him, or I should say that he stole from me. Uh, <laughs> No, I was. I heard that transaction. Yeah, you offered it to him for that. That's he wasn't true. stupid. He bought it. That's true. Yeah, it was cheap. I, so I had the two hundred eights going twenty six seventy, I believe, and uh, that was out of the thirty inch barrel. Out, out of the uh, when I shortened it to twenty three, I think they they dropped to like twenty five. We still got that long barrel we got off of Emerson for uh, Elite. Yeah, remember that thing? Yeah, but that's the large shank Savage, so, so we don't have an action that'll hold it yet. Large shank. Steve Hornady would probably like that one. <laughs> All right, uh, 5.3 mils at 600 yards with a 208 doing 2300, which is 18 and a quarter MOA. Uh, drifting 0.6 or 1.9 MOA for 5 mile an hour value. 1,000 yards, 11.8 or 40.7 MOA. A mil of drift or 3.5 MOA. And at uh, goes subsonic at 1380, a little bit sooner than the heavier bullet, but not bad. Again, at uh, some people's atmospheric sea level, that's going to be more like 1,200. True. I mean, we're kind of... But we up here in these mountains. Yeah. <laughs> and foot-pounds, 1,000 yards, 832. Still 44 Magnum-ish uh, territory. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so there's your, you know, if you say, why are you doing a 308? Why don't you do a Creed? Why don't you do a 6 Creed? Um, foot-pounds. Yeah. Basically, player right. Uh, the other thing I'll probably use this uh, rifle for a lot is deer hunting. Um, this is going to be a badass deer hunting rig because inside of 800 yards, you are just going to smack a deer, and uh, you got all the foot pounds you need to drop it right where it is. The dead right there power. There you go. Amen. So let's uh, give a little bit of a tip of the hat to George Billy and Billy. George and George and Billy. Okay. Billy gave us a bunch of old Forester bling. We got ball caps. We got big posters of the, you know. We got napkins with old Forester on them. Yeah, a 1920 awesome. old Forester. Heck yeah. And uh, so they also brought, or I maybe, mean, you know, it was George. It was, it's uh, Johnny Walker. Yeah. Johnny Walker. That's what we're drinking tonight. So yeah. they're, they're, I just got an email. They want to bring 15 people on the bonus range day. Heck yeah. All right, I'm going to say listen to the podcast.
Heck, heck yeah. Bring them. No extra charge. He, he said he would pay extra. <laughs> and he could if he wanted. Oh, yeah, he's a... Uh... Mr. I got 28 Land Rovers from my construction <laughs> truck. But you don't take advantage of somebody just because no. they're well off. Of course not. That would be, that wouldn't be right. Nope. Yeah, but they did bring some uh, Johnny Walker Black. And we're always. grateful for it. It's good stuff. What else we got on the list tonight? We may not have anything else on the list. Oh, Lordy, what we do now. All right, here we go. This is something that happened in Texas. Okay. ATF attempts to abolish Texas law allowing suppressors made in Texas to be sold in Texas and used by Texas. In other words, the Firearms Freedom Act. Pretty much. Now, the Texas law was passed last year, and the ATF warned them, said, we're going to do this and such and so forth. Oh, you are. You and how many of your paper tigers? And I think that's basically what they were told. Now, no one wants to invite conflict. I don't want to be silly about that. You don't want to. You know, even if you're even if you're certain to win, why bother inviting conflict? Just you know, just say we're we're asserting states' rights. You know, this is Texas citizens using Texas-made products, and we're not putting them outside the state. These suppressors are going to be marked "Made in Texas" for Texans or something to that effect. And I think more states should kind of get on that uh, bandwagon. But I uh, agree, Virginia will never do it, but. Uh Maybe not, but if we could, if we if we could get that metastasized Northern Virginia to just go ahead and join D.C. because you know that's what they want to do. Yeah, that would help. Fairfax, Loudon, yeah, that whole area. But there's some there's some patriots up there too. But I think they should move. Get out of Dodge. Get, get out, out of while the getting's good. Love to get out of there. So yeah, um, folks, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in each week. We don't have a quote. quote. I guess we don't. All good, but no. Instead of being gay, <laughs> I ain't gay no more. Right? I just used that one like not too long ago. No, we ain't used it that long ago. <laughs> I pull this up. Our, our firefighter buddy from down in South Florida. <laughs> I ain't gay. No more. He sent me this link. It is so. I am delirious. <laughs> God with him. Hold on, wait a minute. I believe God with him. I don't like men no more. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. I don't like men no more. I thought I like women. Women, women, women. That dude is a three dollar bill. Oh my goodness, he make a three dollar bill look hundred percent heterosexual. But uh, he, yeah, I saw some. We, we've mentioned it. We saw interviews with the cat after the fact, two or three years after the fact. He ain't changed that way he talks. No. So that demon lives on. Yep. And uh, in any event, so instead of being gay, try not being gay. And see if that helps. helps. I wasn't going to use that tonight, but because uh, we are at a Pride Month, I was going to lay off with the gay stuff a little. Well, just a little. But uh, that was a quote from Forrest Newberry, and that was one night when he was very sozzled. Sozzled. And uh, I think that's what Or sozzled. There you go. 
So we had this really cool weapon over the weekend that Dr. Scott brought. Oh, MP38. We don't give full names, but the Dr. Scott rocks. Yeah, he always brings machine guns and is very generous with his ammo. And yeah, we he got to shoot. Afford to be. Yeah, <laughs> we got to shoot an MP38. And if you don't know what that is, you need to look it up because that is one badass gun. Motor flower. Yeah, you can you can control it. It's a nine millimeter German submachine gun. And uh, shoots about 550 rounds a minute, so it's a very controllable tap, 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 and it's nice, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, and that was a lot of fun. So, closing comments with relation to that particular rifle. Let's go ahead and use that particular rifle. I had something else lined up, but we'll go ahead and use this. Every gun law is an infringement of the Second Amendment. And the fact that I can't go on Amazon and buy an MP38... And a couple suppressors, you know, just so when one gets too hot to, to use, I can just switch it out. Yeah. Is all the evidence that I need that the Second Amendment has been trampled in the dirt and it means nothing anymore. There you go. So, uh, mentioning suppressors, let me just stick this in here toward the end. I don't know how many of the rest of you guys are seeing this, but I'm seeing it continually on my Facebook feed. Uh, fuel filters, automotive fuel filters, Wix 4004, and the Wix 4004 filter will not fit in this device that they're selling you. This thing <laughs> is, this is a suppressor. Yeah. It will thread right on to your uh, threaded muzzle. It just doesn't have a hole in the end of it. Well, I don't know how you might ever affect getting a hole in the end of it. I don't know a lot of what we do now. But seriously, I keep seeing this. I wouldn't buy these things, folks, because you know... That the the ATF all this data and stuff goes straight to the ATF. And it all goes straight to the government. Yeah, it yeah, does that, right? It all does. Um, no doubt. Basically, you buy something like that, like an idiot, and then they show up at the door, mm. and then all of a sudden you're. Oh, shut up, Sharon! No doubt. Yeah, they'll they'll be an idiot. Yeah. I mean, th- I think that whole company is probably a. A, a, a deep, a deep state, state department, <laughs> clowns in action front. Yes. Let's see who wants to buy these, and let's just pay them a visit about two months after they bought it. Yep. Well, you think I'm an idiot? I'll just let my gun be loud. I ain't scared. So here you go. Um, bang steel at fastmail.com. Forest Newberry 1R and Forest 2Rs at Newberry at uh, 243. Forest Newberry 243 at iCloud.com. Or the wildcard line bank still at gmail.com. Um, get in touch. Uh, if you're so inclined, ease on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a review there. That's where most people are hearing us. And uh, you know, occasionally you get your little, uh, you know, uh, sheep sodomizer. It gives us a one-star review, so we need to kind of offset those. <laughs> Got to offset them. That was old Euro E I E I. So um, we're going to close out tonight, and the name of this band is Gojira. G O J I R A. Now, true fans of Godzilla will know that Gojira was the original name for Godzilla in the original movie, which came out of Japan. So they're pretty cool. 
and the name of this song is L'Enfant Sauvage. Now that's not that's not Japanese. That's Frenchies. It's Frenchies because it ain't got no slant on. If it it's got to have a slant to be Japanese. Yeah. This ain't no slant. This is just like a no slant. Just got like a bottle of wine in one hand, a slot in the other. This is French. <laughs> L'Enfant Sauvage. <laughs> it means uh. Uh, what does it mean? I looked it up. I did the tra- I did the uh, um, what do you call pretty, it? The uh, translation. Oh uh, boy! It just means the wild child. This is Gojira, L'Enfant Savage. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>